we're back. Hey, everyone. We missed you so much. You thought we had stopped when we turned 30? No. And I kept saying that we didn't stop, but we kind of were on a bit of a pause. We were indeed on a bit of a pause, longer than we both wanted, but we're both busy peeps. Adulting be like that sometimes. So I'm so sorry that we deprived you of our wonderful voices. Yeah, I kept getting questions of people asking if we had just stopped because we turned 30. And I was like, no, we stopped because 30 meant that we suddenly became busy, but we did it. We survived. The world did not end yet. And we are here. We are here and we still are using the same podcast name. We're both still 28 years old, I guess. Um, we'll let you know if we have a light bulb moment and we think of something extra jazzy and chutzpah to change the podcast name to. But for now, we're just going to roll with it because it's the content that matters. We don't need labels. Did you say chutzpah dick? Chutzpadik. I think that's I think that's a word. I mean, I it might be, but maybe uh-uh. that's that's our podcast. Chutzpadik on Wiktionary. I think it's just like a, an adjective. It's like a conjugation of showing chutzpah, or it also means not showing due respect. Impudent, impertinent, brazen. That well, I didn't mean this in a negative way. Uh, I kind of I mean, like it. Anyways, uh, like we said, we both turned 30. Um, so Sam, how was your how was your 30th birthday? Well, it was the craziest snowstorm that we got all winter, I think I can safely say. Um, but luckily, my birthday was on Friday. And um, I did go to work. I should have just taken off. But I'm like, yeah, what the hell? Um, and I just left early. And then that night, I had some friends that braved the wintry storm, and we went to a place, an old city called Glory Beer Hall, and they have a great selection of craft beer and good nom-noms, and it was a fun time until Lonnie and I were trying to get home at like 2 a.m., because then some of us had an after party at Buffalo Billiards right next door, and um, since the snow was a coming down, uh there weren't many ubers available like my app kept saying no cars available and i was like drunkenly crying and freezing and i'm like this is the worst i'm supposed to have fun on my birthday when and we finally caught a bus and so the logistics going home was a pain in the ass but the actual day was quite lovely and that's awesome yeah i'm sad that i didn't get to celebrate with you because i literally checked the weather and i was like all right sam i'm sorry i love you but I can't, I can't even get to you. It's totally understandable. I mean, if you weren't in the Philly proper, or if you had to rely on multiple forms of transportation, especially regional rail to get there, even driving, I'm just like, yo, I, I almost like thought about canceling it, but I'm like, eh, F it, whatever. Yeah. But um, it's all good. Cause I didn't get a chance to see you on your birthday either. And so how was yours? I had a fantastic virtual birthday party. Um, It was virtual because my birthday happened to fall on the city of Philadelphia's highest COVID date to date. Um, And I was like, well, I guess I'm not going seeing actual people. So I stayed in, I had wine and whiskey and a lot of friends who managed to convince me to read my 
middle school diary out loud. Um, it was a grand old time. But um, the one thing I really wanted to do was go to Tattooed Moms on South Street, which I wasn't actually able to do uh, until the other day. So thank you, shout out to my friend Jess for taking me to Tattooed Moms the other day, even if it was just for lunch. Um, it was still fun. So yeah, we are 30, we made it. We are over the hill, if you will. And it kind of feels the same, uh, like 29, except it also kind of feels like a new chapter. And I don't really know if it's because I'm 30 or if it's because of some other things. Um, I do have, this is probably too much information, but this is because I'm 30. I have flabby arms. So if any of my listeners out there know ways to get rid of flabby arms for a 30 year old woman, let me know because I don't have time to work out anymore. You know what I do sometimes, not that I'm very diligent about it, but doing tricep dips that you can do like on steps uh at the edge of a chair so it's office friendly i mean people might look at you and be like huh that's interesting but also it might inspire them to want to do it too mm -hmm. so i feel like yeah i feel like that you know that could be a thing because i think about the flabulage also and you know not having as much time to work out and such when life is busy so i hear you amy i do so that's one one thing of life um the other one is pretty big we've spent the past two years of this podcast mentioning in every episode that i still live at home with my parents and i move out next week mazel tov thank you i can't wait to see your place it's such, it's in such a cute area too yeah, I'm very excited. The part of South Philly that I'm moving to is one of my favorite parts of South Philly. I have a few favorite neighborhoods. Um, and I'm very excited because I have friends on almost every other block. Um, I'm moving into a one bedroom apartment that is 800 square feet, which I don't know how I managed this um, and has some really great windows. I think that there might be some mice, but I'll figure it out. Um, Everything is sort of on back order. I'm getting a lot of things from friends and family and a lot of things from coworkers, um, which is fun, but everybody listening, beds are expensive. Like nobody mm. tells you that beds are $2,000, but they are. It's very involved because it's more than just the mattress. I mean, if you want to get like a mattress protector or mattress topper, there's the actual bed frame itself. If you get a headboard and who knows and there's probably supply chain issues and you probably will get your mattress tomorrow and then the rest of your bed frame like next year who the heck oh, yeah. knows for my sofa i have the cushions that go inside like i have my my sofa is a gray sofa i have the white cushion that goes inside the gray cover and then the rest of the sofa is supposed to arrive on april 2nd gotta love that furniture shortage am i right stay tuned yeah i work in product design and so i totally understand why there are shortages um like the minute that china shut down because of more covid stuff because of the new variant the other day i was just like all right so do i even have a job right now or is everything that we do closed um so yeah it's it's definitely a tricky um but that's really been all encompassing of my entire life recently um i feel like every single thing that i think about is constantly revolved around moving and me being 
the crazy Capricorn that I am, I made a spreadsheet that's organized by every single room in the apartment and what I need and what I have and some notes on how I'm getting them in and out of the apartment and at what times. Um, so I'm organized. It's just, it's a lot. And um, mm -hmm. it's happening. It's happening. I'm going to be living at home for a while just in terms of getting things to and from. But um, yeah, it's not too far away. So I'm very excited. I know this has been something that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. Um, and I, there were moments where I almost moved in with a friend, almost moved in, tried looking for a roommate. Um, and this is just what's right. I've been wanting this for a really long time. And I'm sure I can speak for all of our listeners that we are celebrating for you and with you. There is something just so liberating. Uh, even if you have a great relationship with your parents, like I do, yeah. it, when I moved out into my own space and felt like I had that freedom, it was, it's absolutely a milestone and it's, it's a huge shift and it's an exciting one. And also it's a very logistically like, oy vey, someone help me, um, situation, but it'll all come together and it's going to be great. And I can't wait to visit and hang out and go to all the cute little places. It'll be fun. Um, yeah, I've already have some friends because of the timing that I move. Um, I already have some friends who are like, hey, let's do a friend Seder at your apartment. And I'm like, as long as you vacuum the matzah afterwards. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> so real. I'm like, that's a really like, we're having like the messiest of holidays here in terms of food. Um, and you know, who knows, maybe I have another friend who has like this cocktail Seder idea. Maybe that's an option where you just drink and celebrate on my non-existent sofa and um That sounds fun, a cocktail Seder. Wow. Yeah, I need to I need to talk to some people about what, what's involved in, in that. Because I don't have if you supply the alcohol, I can supply the space. I cannot guarantee the table or the places to sit but the floor is always a fun time so i know we weren't going to talk about this too much but now that you mentioned the cocktail seder i just thought in my head the seder plate you can get a type of alcohol and come up with a way it represents like each thing like the bitter herbs maybe you get like a botanical kind of a gin or maybe like a dry red wine to represent that or i don't know like just something something of the nature or just like a very strong vodka to make you to commemorate the tears that we shed or something i know it's not salt water but i'm I, there could be a lot of symbolism at play here and this sounds like a grand idea i have to send you i have to send you the the list uh for my, oh my friend God. it's Yay. it's extensive <laughs> and honestly genius but i I do not have the funds to buy all these alcohols, um, but it is genius and I, I, I adore it. Um, but yeah, so speaking on the terms of, of holidays and things, um, I want to switch gears slightly. So Sam and I, we were both involved in a new type of theatrical endeavor that revolved around Purim in which we both played Haman. Yeah, that was a super fun time. So yeah, a little backstory. Amy and I both recently joined um, this improv-based group that goes to synagogues and other Jewish centers and does programming 
uh, for both kids and adults. It's called the Bible Players, and it was a really fun gig that we did. And yeah, like Amy said, uh, we both played the character of Haman, who for those of you who don't know, he's an evil anti-Semite. Uh, he just basically wanted to kill all the Jews. And whenever you hear the name Haman read in the Megillah reading during the service on Purim, you have these noisemakers and these groggers and people make a lot of noise. And it's a very freilich and jubilant time. But yeah, the children got so into it that they would... They they were not happy with Haman. I don't know about you, Amy, but I had kids like almost grab my legs and almost forbade me to cross the audience. It was um it was very entertaining. Yeah, it was um so just for understanding of this script, it was a thirty-five page two person script. And so Sam and I both played the same character on two separate occasions. Um so I did it in New Jersey, she went to DC and and also um somewhere in, in Pennsylvania as well. And I went first and my one word of advice to you was drink a lot of tea and honey um, because mm -hmm. you're gonna have to be louder than these kids who've literally been trained since they started preschool. If they went to like a Jewish preschool or that Hebrew school growing up in that synagogue to yell as loud as humanly possible at Haman. So you go on stage and all these kids are just yelling at you like crazy and it was, it was a lot of fun. I definitely lost my voice and sounded like a man for several days <laughs> afterwards. I was like, I came into work and like someone was like, Amy, how are you? And I was like, I, I'm here. And they're like, what happened to you? I was like, nothing. I was Heyman like all day. <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun little way to keep up our acting chops and also make some money. Yeah, it was definitely a very fun time. Um, I feel like I didn't get to really celebrate the holiday. Like, I don't think I got any type of drunk during this holiday. And I only say that because before people start judging me about Sam, why do you need to get drunk? It's actually a mitzvah to get a little uh, shickered or sloshed on this holiday. Ask a rabbi, they yeah. would agree with yeah. me. The more the religious the rabbi, the more they'll agree. Um, but Homantashen, though, I did get a chance to make Homantashen this year. The um, the triangle-shaped cookie with uh, different fillings of sorts. And uh, yeah, I got to make that with my mom this year. I don't think I got a chance to make them last year because, you know, I just wasn't seeing many people, COVID, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so that was the most Purim extravaganza I've been a part of this year, but it was fun. Yeah. I had a fake Purim party uh, by accident, sort of. Um, <laughs> so with all of the hype for this, this Purim gig that Sam and I, that we, that we did, um, I told a couple of my Jewish coworkers that it was Purim on Wednesday. Long story short, it was not Purim on Wednesday. It was Purim in two Wednesdays. And uh, one of them looked at me and was like, Hey, Amy, how fast can your dad and I whip up uh, your dad and you uh, whip up some humantashen? And I was like, for tomorrow, Wednesday? And they were like, Yeah. So I texted my dad. And I was like, Hey, Dad, you want to make some humantashen with me when I'm home tonight? And he was like, Oh, my God, yes, I'd love to. And I was like, Okay, cool. 
So we do it and uh, I talked to a few people and they're all like, Amy, Purim's not till the week after. And I was like, you're right. But these two guys at work got a bunch of people hyped up, told them all about the holiday, gave them this very, very short Jewish education and was like, the goal is you got to have fun, eat these tiny triangle shaped cookies and drink. And I was like, that's good enough for me. So we had this happy hour after work in the office, eating dozens and dozens of homentashin on a day that was not Purim. And we called it fake Purim um, because we all just believed each other in guessing the wrong date. And that was that was my Purim. I had a happy hour on the wrong day with homentashin and some guys at work. Um, other than that, I didn't actually celebrate it on the actual day. And now Passover is next, but who knows, my brain cannot think past moving day. Well, so speaking of Passover, a holiday that is very near and dear to my heart, um, I'm in a production of Crimes of the Heart that is going up in Stagecrafters Theater in Chestnut Hill, little shameless plug. And so I didn't, looking at the schedule back in like early january or even before that when i auditioned i didn't realize that the performances were falling during passover like and it sucks because passover i think falls like the satyrs fall on like a friday and a saturday which is perfect it's like oh like that's so convenient and fun but nope i will be i will be on stage which is great it's i it's what i love to do but it really sucks when a lot of shows that I'm in conflict with a Jewish holiday because, of course, they don't have a like a performance on Easter Sunday, but they always have, you know, theaters are more secular. And I guess, you know, the average calendar may not say, hey, this is when Passover starts and like I don't have an understudy, so I just got to do my thing and I'll just... I don't know. Maybe I'll find matzo ball soup somewhere just to feel some semblance of normalcy. I, I could easily do the four cups of wine, though. Like, that's not a problem. I could do that. You can do, we can do four cups of wine and matzo ball soup in my apartment when I move. That is so true because Passover is eight days long. And even though I'm not going to be at any seders or see my family for that matter, which sucks. I'm down to have like a belated little, let's have a kosher for Passover, little wine and foods night. We could do wine and cheese and instead of crackers, we could just do Tam Tams and matzah. Exactly. Sounds cute. I live very close to, uh, I'll be living close to DeBruno Brothers, so there'll be plenty mm. of cheese. And plus my dad sells cheese, so there's plenty of cheese options to go around. Hell yeah. And um, yeah, I'm excited to to do that. I also am supposed to be in a show um, on Passover, but it's an improv show. So I might, I might opt out of it. Um, I'm not actually invited to any seders this year. Um, my dad is going to be cooking a brisket dinner and then making me additional brisket so that I have brisket to bring to my apartment when I move in. Um, is that not the most Jewish thing you've ever heard? It's amazing. And the fact that your dad's the one doing it is even better because like it's the stereotype that like the Jewish mom is always trying to feed you. But like it's just your your dad is like a booby already like, oh, you got to take the leftovers home and, you know, freeze what you don't think you'll eat in a week so you can defrost it. It stays fresh. And I, that's amazing. Yep. Amazing. 
bagels, fresh homemade bagels, lasagna, Oh my God, and stop. brisket will be what Oh. I have in my apartment on day one. Oh, Lord. That sounds <laughs> incroyable. yes. So I'm very excited about all of those things. But yeah, we'll, we'll figure out. We'll make our own. I want to have a friend's Seder. It might not be an actual Seder, but it'll be a, a thing with friends and who knows what, when it'll be. That's a great idea. Instead of like a Friendsgiving, like you just light bulb. Yes. Like a friend's Seder. We can even just bullshit through the Haggadah and I don't know. We could just make it funny and maybe play improv games too. Cause why not? I love this plan. We're very smart people. <laughs> oh, so speaking of friends and friends satyrs and friends giving, um, something that I, I've recently realized, and I'm not sure if it's because I'm growing up or just being in a certain right place at the right time, but um, recently realizing the value of reconnecting with people that you either haven't talked to in a while, doesn't necessarily need to be because um, you've cut them out of your life at one point or because you just lost touch, like any of those reasons, just realizing the importance of, of that. Um, it's just sort of seems to be the time, the time for that. I, I, I can't really put the, the word to it. I don't know if there's a word in the English language, but I'm sure it exists. in some other language somewhere. And sometimes it kind of feels like kismet. Um, and for me right now, I recently reconnected with an old friend who I thought I would never really talk to again. And um, this happened very recently in the past past month or so. Um, actually, basically since my birthday, but it's happened a little more since the past month or so, where there is somebody who I, haven't seen or talked to since 2009. Keep in mind, it's 2022. And we followed each other to an extent on social media. Um, and she did a bunch of theatrical things and I did a bunch of theatrical things and we both kind of admired each other's things but also never really commented or, or talked. And I've always wanted to reach back out to her for various reasons. I wanted to do theatrical endeavors with her. I just wanted to check in and see what's up. but never really had enough of a reason that didn't feel like it was forced. And then um, someone who actually works in the Jewish community in Philly reached out to me and was like, hey, I know this person. I think you guys would really hit it off um, if you talked. Here's their name and contact information. You guys have so much in common. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is her. And little did I know she was also on the other end of that email exchange being like, oh my God, this is her. Um, and we reconnected for coffee and we sat for hours and just realized that we have essentially been living the exact same life in parallel universes and have reconnected and have all of these things in common and all of these goals that now it's like, wow, we've been doing all of these things independently. We can do them together. Um, and it's it's great. It just feels like it's the right time and the right place to, to reconnect with with friends and um i'm really excited for it and i don't know if that's just because i'm turning 30 or i turned 30 rather or if it's because i just am really good at keeping in touch with people i'm i'm not sure it's just it's a very beautiful thing to to reconnect with people that you thought you'd never talk to again It is definitely such a comforting feeling. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm coming back home again. You know, someone that's been important to you in your life and 
you know, you move away or this, that, and the other thing. And um, it's it's very great that you mentioned that story because um, I also had a, a friend that with whom I was very close in college, like throughout the whole four years. And then we slowly lost touch and, you know, nothing happened. It's just one of those fizzle out situations. And then out of nowhere during my lunch break, I'm like coming back from Trader Joe's doing some shopping and I got a text from him and he says, you know, we have this um inside joke and we always wish each other like a happy Wednesday and back in college like every wednesday would be what we call like business time like the flight of the concord song like him and like this other friend of mine from college would just you know be very into that and it was just one of those inside jokes and it was just so great to see that text pop up because there was a i was thinking a lot about like oh i wonder like if i reach back out like how would it be you know, received. And I, I think that trips a lot of people up, actually. You know, like we keep thinking like, oh, I need to contact this person. I miss them. And I, you know, and then as quick as that thought comes into my head, like I get distracted by something else and then I don't do it. And then time goes by and then I feel like crap, like, oh, damn. Like I, I, I do try to be better at keeping in touch with people. Um, and it's easy to blame yourself. I know I, I blame myself a lot. Like, oh, am I a bad friend? Like, am I ungrateful and taking things for granted? And I'm trying to be more more gentle with myself and more self, like, compassionate. Because I think everyone's in the same boat. Like, we all on social media, like, we'll give each other cute little messages or we'll like each other's milestones and pictures. And, um, and I think we're all thinking similar things like, oh, man, I've been wanting to connect with you too. And, you know, I feel terribly for, you know, letting it go for so long. But it doesn't make us bad people. It's just as, you know, we live our lives and we don't have the bubble of college or even the bubble of, oh, I just graduated and I still have some free time. Um, or even like the pandemic, even, you know, a lot of us were furloughed and we had so much more time on our hands. So that also made an interesting opportunity to reconnect. But now that the world is opening back up and we're kind of getting back into the swing of things, um, I guess it's important to remind myself and for anyone else that kind of feels that though, that maybe they're a shitty friend, like what, like the, you know, does this person, like, what do they think of me? Like I'm getting self-conscious and we just need to take a deep breath and be like, you know what? They're probably super busy too, because it is a two way street. They clearly haven't had time to, you know, reconnect with you right at the moment. So it's totally fine. And it just, you know, it just takes one person to make the initiative and yeah. So uh, Amy, I agree. It's such a beautiful thing and you know, no time like the present to reach out to people and you never know what opportunities and more memories can come of it. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And I also agree very strongly with something you had just mentioned, which was like this, the societal norm. You didn't say it in these words, but I, I philosophically, uh, philosophically thought about it in this way, uh, which was um, that there's this societal norm of immediacy in terms of response time from friends. And a lot of it, I think, comes from texting and mm. people being on their phones all of the time. And this idea that people need to respond to you right away. Mm, I cannot talk today. Right away or else something is terribly wrong. And it might mm -hmm. be like, it's like, you know, the idea of like, 
people think something's wrong with that person. Like, are they okay? But then they start to go into this, like, am I okay? Am I not your friend? And like, I cannot tell you the amount of people that text me these things. And I'm like, I, I just want to make sure just right now, if you are listening to this, everybody, I am still your friend across the board. Like I haven't cut you out. Uh, you'd know. Cause I would be like, Hey, I'm gonna cut you out now, bitch. Like I would say that <laughs> to you. I haven't said that. Um, and you know, it's, it's just like, just because I don't respond right away doesn't mean anything. Like there are friends who I hung out with two days ago and I haven't heard back yet from. I'm just, you know, I'm not at home worrying my head off about their well-being. You know, if I eventually gets down to the wire and I'm supposed to come over in five minutes and I haven't heard from them, yeah, I'm going to start to worry about, like, should I even bother coming over or switch to another day or something. But in terms of just, like, if I'm, I'm calling it, like, talking at you, like, if I'm not needing an answer from you, I'm not going to expect an answer from you right away because I also might not give that answer to you right away. And I feel like there's the societal norm of this sense of immediacy in terms of friendships. It's like, just because I don't respond within a five-second manner doesn't mean I'm not your friend anymore. Most of my yeah. best friends, I it takes me hours to respond to because we're busy people. Yeah, and there's something to be said about just putting your phone in another room so you can focus on the task at hand, be it work or just time to unwind. And I think society has gotten that immediacy thing and codependency thing that you're speaking of, um, you know, just feeling like you always need to be connected and, and, you know, it's just good to realize that, Hey, like, you know, I'm not mad at you and just know that <laughs> it's just a busy day. And there are memes that people would send in our group messages, Amy, like <laughs> that one about, you know, naming your dogs Yiddish names, which is adorable. But I didn't even open the text until like the next day because I just, I, I have so many group chat things on Facebook and regular text and I'm just sometimes I get overwhelmed and like almost like borderline like antsy and like I don't know if anxious or angry is the right word for it but I'm just like oh my god people just please like stop blowing up my phone I'll respond to you tomorrow when I've had a minute <laughs> yeah Sam let me tell you I didn't even open up that message until right before this podcast episode and I'm pretty sure that text was sent a week ago and I acknowledged it. Like, that's the yeah. worst part is I was like, haha, this is so funny. This needs to be in a podcast episode. I didn't even have time to, I, I was busy. I was just acknowledging the text. Like, sometimes I don't have time and sometimes I just get overwhelmed and it's not, trust me, it's never you. It's always me. <laughs> yep. I hear you. Yes. Yes. So I just wanted to say that loud and clear. Because it's just, it's become an overwhelming um, societal norm that I don't like um, mm -mm. because I'm not always immediate. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my whole soapbox of that. Um, otherwise, I've performed in my improv group for the first time in person in two years. Sam, you have your sketch comedy group. Yeah, so um, it's a group 
that uh if some of you may remember i might have talked about it before during like the very beginning of the pandemic um i joined a sketch comedy group and it was really just like a, a zoom writers group once a week um fast forward um it was only four members and two of those members uh you know had conflicts and they took a step back from the group so it's me and this other guy uh we basically recruited five to six new people to join our group and we've had multiple zoom meetings with them and uh the sketch comedy group is now called hip replacement um and it's funny because there's uh <laughs> there's like you know we're like replacing the old group and coming in with a new one so we're like oh we're hip now and we're replacing it but also there's like two boomers in our group so i had to like put an old person joke in there <laughs> so um yeah hip replacement it is and uh, i'm excited to get back into the comedy scene a little bit um you know i've definitely been neglecting it i haven't done stand-up in like three years and then that's just one of those things on my list of like come on sam grow a pair of ovaries and put on your 30 year old pants but uh but yeah the sketch comedy group you know the new members are really awesome they're super lovely to chat with they have great ideas and yeah so but you know with that bible players and working on my play now like i'm like all right i'm doing i'm doing the art things when i'm not at my barely surviving at my survival job nine to five yeah yeah it's definitely a struggle um it's actually like I was talking to somebody the other day about like who also has a full-time situation but not theater anymore and it's like yeah we can still do theater like if you do a full-time but full-time jobs are only part-time of your life right like yeah. once the full-time job becomes a full time of your life you have a problem so full-time I'm doing that but the other part-time of my life which is full-time is theater stuff and and I think if you look at it that way it's great until you've don't know when you sleep. Sleep is also important. Find time to sleep and eat during those time periods, everybody. <laughs> yes, that is so true. My body is definitely reminding me more so. And maybe, I don't know if it's a, oh, I'm getting up there in age thing, but I definitely, I, I can't even push myself. Like if I'm tired, it's hard to push. Like I used to be able to like power through, like just, you know, do your thing but i'm like i can't do my tasks well if i'm depriving myself of like a basic need be yeah. it sleep or food or whatever just like a time to breathe um yeah and and to your point amy i was speaking to someone in my um murder mystery group that you know my dinner detective gig that i do and she's asking me like oh do you like your nine to five i'm like oh it's fine it's really like when i introduce myself to people i'm trying to be better at just saying like i my day job is not like who i am and for some people their career and their their work like their nine to five is who they are and that's great but i've realized for me there's really no shame in introducing myself as hi i'm sam and i'm a performer like i spend a lot of my time performing i am an artist and i don't because introducing myself as oh i i'm an office administrator at a blah 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 agency like that's not ex that's like the least exciting thing about me that's just what i do to you know pay for my livelihood and to you know live and afford the luxury of you know doing theater things you know because 
as we all know, the arts don't really, you know, pay that much. And um, so, yeah, I'm trying to embrace this new mindset of you're not any less of an artist. And one of our friends, actually, Liat, you get a shout out, like posted something a little while ago on on um, Instagram. Uh, I don't have it in front of me now, but she reshared something so, you know, profound in a way. It's so simple, but sometimes you need someone else to remind you of things. Like you are not less of an artist just because you don't get paid to do it. You're still an artist, even if you have to take a break from it for a bit to like take care of a family member. You're still an artist if you have a nine to five. And those are totally wonderful things. And I'm trying to remember that more. That's that. I definitely saw that recently um, by someone else too. And I'm like, I'm trying to remember who it was. But yeah, I agree with it 100%. It's, it's hard, you know, having a nine to five job or, you know, nothing is nine to five anymore. It's, you know, 8.30 to 5.30. It's eight to mm -hmm. six. It's yeah. 8 a.m. to seven with a doctor's appointment in the middle of the day and Ugh. like that's how i spent my day i had a dentist appointment and i was like you know i could take the whole day or i could just work an extra hour and take another day another time which is what i did um so i worked late today and you know I i'm grateful that i work for a company that allows that that wiggle room and and that ability but at the same time i'm even more grateful for the fact that i can hopefully i say hopefully because i have no proof yet hopefully afford my apartment and still be able to do theatrical things on the side as well um mm -hmm. which is this is all i want that and to sit in a nice coffee shop and read plays which is a, a story for another time yes amen to all those things <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah speaking of sleep though in terms of needing sleep and nourishing yourself this is why beds are so expensive yeah <laughs> yup because you do, you know, spend a lot of time there when you think about it. Yeah. Hey Which I'm excited for when I move into the city and we can do podcasts in person. We we can now, but it it's even easier. <laughs> exactly. And um I think it'll be it'll be fun to do it in person again. I'll just, you know, wherever we decide to meet up, be at your place, wherever, I'll just, you know, bring my USB microphone over and uh yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out a good setup for it, and it shall be grand. It'll be a grand old time. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll be funny. We also, oh, um, total side tangent in terms of where this podcast is going, but um, I wanted to say mazel tov to our friend Lauren, who's getting married this weekend, because uh, she is... The reason that we started Yiddish Word of the Day, mm -hmm. and it is her wedding this weekend. Uh, so Yay! Lauren, you probably won't hear this for a while because you'll be in honeymoon land and wedding land for a bit. But um, our Yiddish Word of the Day today is Altakakar because it means crotchety old man. And uh, to be honest, that describes all of us. So i definitely get crotchety old man energy every now and then it's it's a thing alt the cocker come at me um yeah it just it, it's the vibe it's the vibe basically you turn 30 and this is what happens to you they warn you and you don't believe them and then it happens and you're like oh 
Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like there's some milestones that people associate with turning 30 and mine was literally having a podcast called two years till 30 and then not changing the name yet. So yay, we made yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have any, it is funny how we spent all those years talking about like, Oh, all these expectations and milestones that we think society uh, expects us to have by 30 and honestly a lot of the milestones in my life have happened like so sporadically like I I moved out like in my mid-20s and um, I'll probably get married in my early to mid-30s who knows um, it's just everything happens on its own timeline like I'm not even thinking about like kids yet even and I know some people in our circles are and it's it's a great thing but yeah I'm even trying to let go of the idea of like having milestones at certain times like whoever thought that we all have to fit in one box like you know what i mean it's just our lives are so different it's almost ridiculous to expect to have these expectations on ourselves it's you know yeah yeah i definitely have um experienced learning a lot about myself in the last two years um, that I am even somewhat grateful that the pandemic was able to allow me the time to self-reflect and think on certain things about myself and certain things that I value in terms of friendships and relationships and, and things like that, that I didn't necessarily think were milestones that I would even know would exist until I experienced them. And then they happened and I was like, oh, look at this thing I figured out about myself. Um, but yeah, the uh, the idea of moving out before you're 30 didn't happen for me. Um, and moving out before I'm 30 and a half, so there's that. Ayo. Um, but yeah, no, I think we we made it. I really don't know what, what we're going to change our podcast name to. Yeah, and, and I guess we'll have to discuss, like, you know, what kind of what kind of angle? I mean, because we're still like all learning about ourselves. Like, it's not like we hit this age and it's like, oh, yes, now I see the light. And um, we'll definitely chat and figure it out. And it'll kind of, I feel like it'll organically shift into whatever, uh, you know, beast it's going to become. And it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be very us. Like, it was just our birthdays in January and now it's like the end of March. I'm like, when am I going to stop and smell the roses? I'm like, I'm like going from point A to point B and I haven't even like, you know, I haven't even had time to like pee. Like, geez. No, I, I feel you 100%, um, especially with moving and trying to figure things out. I'm like, I found out I was getting this apartment in February and it feels like I found out I was getting this apartment yesterday. Um, yeah. It's 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 so many so many moving parts and and things that i need to to figure out and how to like you said how to get from point a to point b and we'll figure it out together um i'll have a whole new set of challenges soon but it'll be fun it will indeed so if you have ideas for a new name for our podcast send them all so yeah uh if any of you fine listeners out there want to give amy a helping hand or multiple hands however many hands you have to help her schlep these things from point a to point b i am sure she would greatly appreciate it and i'm sure not to volunteer her father but i'm sure he'll give you a baked good in exchange that's a pretty it? solid payment 
yeah, they'll, we'll make you cheesecake. Like 100% there will be cheesecake if you help me move. Impressive. And uh, uh, my cousin listening, who's giving me his um, dresser and his nightstand, just you're listening to this, just let me know what flavor you want. Trust me, you can get the cheesecake. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, seriously, anybody who wants to help, let me know. Um, also, anyone who wants to potentially rename our podcast, let us know. I'm still kind of married to two years till 30, but I'm open to suggestions. Yeah, same here. And if we do wind up picking someone's i don't know when or i don't i don't want to make any promises but maybe we could do like a cute little giveaway or something maybe we can make swag we could be those people we'll make you swag yeah Mm-hmm. you can i pick don't know how <laughs> but we'll figure it out we'll figure it it'll be it'll be our autographs and our pictures um and us making some weird funny faces at you and you can hang it up in your bedroom like a weirdo yeah they should be black and white like glamour shots or something like glamour headshots from like the 1980s or something that's a great prize absolutely i can arrange for i can we can make this happen no no problem so yeah that's we know photographers you get. you get cheesecake you get this weird photo of sam and i um and you get to experience life in the best way possible so all right that's our episode and i hope you all have a wonderful spring and passover if you celebrate and easter if you celebrate and ramadan if you celebrate and any of the other holidays that i am forgetting that are happening in the next couple of weeks um so enjoy we love you all and we are grateful for you have a fabulous day Woo.